Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hey there! It's Kristen up here at the top of the season premiere episode of Angel on Top because I want to tell you that if you're hearing it here and you're hearing the dulcet tones of my voice, that means you're listening in the buffering feed. Great for you. Happy that you're here. However, this episode of Angel on Top is the last episode of Angel on Top that will be in this feed because we have created an Angel on Top feed that combines all the seasons together. So now you can listen to seasons one and two with Brittany and Laura, followed by season three with LaToya and Morgan, and now season four also with LaToya and Morgan. So if you are doing an Angel Watch, you can now find them all in one place. The very first link in the show notes is how you can find Angel on Top's future episodes. I will remind you that if you're watching in real time, you're going to want to listen to the next episode in their feed because it introduces a character named Gwen, and I, for one, have a lot of thoughts about her. Also, before the episode begins, since you're here, I just want to remind you that tomorrow, Saturday, November 13th, Jenny and I are doing a live recording of the third episode of Season 7 of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. You can find all information on our website, bufferingthevampireslayer.com. Just click on the calendar and you will see it there in all of its glory. Also, if you can't make it tomorrow, it will be on demand for seven days. So now I'm going to be quiet, but guess what? I'm guesting on this episode. So you're going to hear a little bit more of me in the episode as well. Please subscribe to Angel on Top. And if you have a moment and you want to rate and review them on iTunes, it would be so appreciated because all of the reviews right now are from seasons one and two, uh, because when they did season three, it was in our feeds. So now you can go on over there, give them some love, give them some support, subscribe, listen, have a blast with your broody vampire who still hasn't quite managed to keep his shirt buttoned. All right, LaToya, take it away. Welcome back to Angel on Top, a podcast where we watch and discuss every episode of Angel one by one, spoiler free, and in tandem with those bitches over at Buffering the Vampire Slayer. The feud is still on, baby. <laughs> I'm your co-host, LaToya Ferguson, a.k.a. the Cordelia Chase of the Buffering Verse, a.k.a. one half of the Gun Squad. But <laughs> but <laughs> AKA, <laughs> I'm sorry. AKA, more new nicknames TBD. And I'm your co host, Morgan Ludich, AKA, the Winifred Burkle of the Buffering Verse, AKA, the other half of the Gun Squad. Pew, 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 pew. AKA, more new nicknames to come. And this week, we're watching Angel Season 4, Episode 1 Deep Down. Deep Down was written by Stephen S. Tonight and directed by Terrence O'Hara. It aired on the WB on October 6th, 2002. And this is the one where, after a bummer of a summer, spent hallucinating underwater, stuck in a box welded shut by Justine, Angel is brought back to sea level and must decide what to do with his weird son. That was very pithy. (laughs) I didn't know how else to describe it. He got Justine in there. Had to.
obviously on Angel. Darla's returned and she's pregnant. They did many terrible things together. Did you and Darla? Once. It was a very dark time, but it's impossible. Beer parents can't have children. Well, they did. It's human. I'm going to have a son. Uh, this baby is the one good thing they did. Steak. Oh, check him out. He's Mr. Dad. Daniel Holt, seeking revenge. Find others like you, Justine. <laughs> Wes thought Angel was going to kill Connor. The father will kill the son. Psych. Next slash. Holt promises to take care of the baby on his own. Jumps into Kortoth. Daniel. <laughs> Daniel. Angel tries to kill Wesley for taking his baby. Fred tells Wes not to come back to the hotel. Wes and Lila, they're fucking. Gun mm. and Fred, they're in love. Also fucking. Mm-hmm. Connor's back as a teen. Justine killed Daniel. Connor cradling a dead Daniel. <laughs> Corey and Angel were supposed to meet up. Then Corey became a higher being thanks to Skip's bitch ass. Mm. You murdered my father. Sends Angel deep down in the ocean. Cordy's gone. <laughs> She going up, baby. It is like in the original Roswell where Liz like, asks Max where he's from and he just points up. <laughs> wow, that's uh, hilarious. He just slowly points up. Very good. Uh, for fans of our, our various live viewings, I've done a lot of visualization of the <laughs> up and down uh, that ended season three uh, with Cordy moving upwards and Angel moving downwards and glad to open back up into the same status quo. <laughs> Now that I just bring up the Hulu descriptions, because, you know, they're they're fun. Uh, The Hulu description for Deep Down says, Fred and Gunn search for Angel. Cordelia is now a higher power and missing. Wes begins to piece it all together. Which is all correct. Mm. Uh, But uh, IMDb is a little shady. (laughs) IMDb's description is, As Fred and Gunn search for Angel, Wesley continues his affair with Lila and conducts his own more fruitful search. (laughs) Dang. Okay, a Wes fan wrote that. Fred Gunn did shit, is what IMDb said. Wes is a cool next car, says IMDb. <laughs> and it's like, Alexis, right. did you write this description? Yeah, very cool if he did. <laughs> um, and I sh- just uh, noting some nerd things. Uh, this episode uh, was the series in a new time slot. Mm. No longer after Seventh Heaven, unfortunately, for all of us. What the hell? But you may remember this. It was moved to the WB Big Sundays. After Charmed season five, you remember that good stuff. Yeah, baby. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Before uh, being moved to Wednesdays after Smallville, which actually was a good time. Mm-hmm. And I, I remembered, like, after I did the slight research, I, it just came funny back to me, you know, like the promos for the episodes on Sunday, because they would, like, promote them with, like, a themed title. Because you remember how, like, every season five episode of Charmed had, like, a theme? Yes. So, like, uh, Happily Ever After was... A charmed fairy tale is how they promoted it, which is like the subtitle from the like the promo code stuff. So they did that for Angel and Charmed. And Angel has a really cool one for this season that is a spoiler, so I can't say it. <laughs> okay, good, good, good. Uh, but please reveal it when it is appropriate. Yes. Um, yeah. And I'll say I... it in my cool host voice. Um, also, yes. I just want to establish that I was invited to take all four corners for this episode. Um, <laughs> I didn't even ask. As a matter of fact, I have one, two, three, four. I have five notes total. Um, so I, I'm here. I'm in the room uh, for this episode. <laughs> Love you guys. I I have five things to say. So I'll pick my moments. <laughs> She's not like officially a guest, but like she's a guest. She's a guest. Yeah. <laughs> like, like a, 
like a guest. Like you yeah, shrug your shoulders while you say guest. Yeah. <laughs> wow, you're just as cool as Justine. <laughs> oh, oh, no one on. could be. You invite me in here to drag me? Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's the only way she knows how to do it. Um, shall we get into the app? I think we shall. We're season four, baby. Baby. We open at a hallucinated Thanksgiving at the Hyperion. Um, vibes are good. Everybody Vibes is, are so good. Everybody's having a great time. So much so that things are even good between Connor and Lorne. <laughs> They're sitting next to each other. They're buddy-buddy. They're cracking but, jokes. It's bananas. So this is how you know immediately that this is not real life. Well, um, uh, from the shooting script for Connor, it says, Connor is well-groomed and wearing an angel-style shirt. The perfect son. Does it say Connor is drinking a wine glass full of motherfucking milk? Because that's my first note. I do he's a growing boy, Kristen. That. Oh, you didn't see that one yet? There are yeah. strong bones if he's going to be jumping off all that shit. Two, two times this fucker drinks a fucking <laughs> glass of milk. And the first one at Thanksgiving is in a wine glass. <laughs> So That's I'm the kind of shit I would have done at age nine, though, for sure. <laughs> More, me, nine-year-old Morgan, just lording around the house with a, with a wine glass full of milks, like, swirling it, pretending to smell Ooh, the legs. bouquet. Yeah. The tannins. <laughs> ah, yes, oaky. Like, uh, I can't, but also, he's much older than me then, though, so. Yeah. Oh, Lord. But Angel, you know, he wants to freeze this moment. They're all safe and happy and together. And, you know, this is what they need after the summer. Mm-hmm. And then out from the shadows, we reveal Wesley looking like season one Wesley. No neck scar. He is clean shaven. The glasses are on. The hair's got the product going. Mm-hmm. And they're, the idea that Wes and Angel are the heads of this table, the, like, t- the two dads of this family, I... I adore it. It is such a punch in the gut. Uh, And the idea that this is how Angel in his heart of hearts kind of wishes things were is um, is real fucking sad. Um, Also that he knew that Gunn somehow would grow facial hair. (laughs) It's been three months. He knew Gunn's going to get that goatee. His heart just knows. (laughs) Good night. And then... He and Cordy start flirting up a storm, and she goes in for a kiss, promising him that their troubles are over. And this is so commonplace that Connor even goes, Ew, do I have to watch this? Drink your milk, son. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up and drink your milk. Let the adults watch the hotties kiss. I Angel says, I like it when you glow, and I'm like, wow, Angel flirts like me. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. At some point during the milk drinking, I have my second note. Like, I'm almost done. I'm going to see myself <laughs> out. Uh, because it's, it's at some point during this scene, the guest stars start appearing and Laurel Holloman's name. It's like Laurel Holloman's name shows up with milk. And I'm like, okay, season four, episode one, Listen, baby. The, the, the guest stars have not shown up yet because the, the credits have not happened yet. So you just imagine that Justine was part of this scene. <laughs> Okay, maybe I did. It was so, both things were so upsetting to me that I combined them accidentally. Oh, God. (laughs) Have a nice glass of milk and watch your Justine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So then uh, we start serving the food, but like 
the hallucination starts to like distort and get weird and like Angel's not getting any food and everybody suddenly is like talking and ignoring him and it's very weird and bizarre and um, eventually he gets like a tray of meat and then suddenly it's empty and he kind of shatters the illusion he asks but the thing is before he does he asks for Cordy which uh, broke my heart he knocks over his wine glass it shatters on the floor and we reveal that the Hyperion is now like waterlogged and spooky and the only person at the table is connor who says freeze the moment dad it'll last forever <laughs> little punk <laughs> and then it reveals he's underwater and i wrote my notes yep he is deep down baby <laughs> baby <laughs> and we got a titles uh, vincent carthizer series regular now after amy acker and I alexis screamed. gets the and credit hot I genuinely screamed at the sight of Vincent Carthizer in these credits. I did not remember that that happened. I was <laughs> beside myself. They went all in on the Carth baby. Oh my god! I just realized that when I shouldn't have called him a punk, I should have called him a grimy little pimp. Sorry. Mm. <laughs> you um, grimy little pimp. Grimy little pimp. Uh, <laughs> Dukes so, up. Dukes up. Uh, so then. Our next scene is we're in Los Angeles at night. And this is where we get the guest star credits. Uh, special guest star, Andy Hallett. Lawrence we went up, still not a series regular, but he's making that money. Special guest star. Uh, guest starring oh, yeah. our boy, John Rubenstein. <laughs> I was, and then I'm like, and Justine. <laughs> <laughs> and Justine. Um, so Fred and Gunn are running. Uh, they hop in the car and try to drive away. They're clearly on some kind of uh, adventure of some sort. Uh, a vampire jumps on the hood of their car and smashes the windshield. Gunn pulls over, gets the guy off the car and says, your ass better be insured. <laughs> and I was like, yes, king. <laughs> Then they talk to the so then a big gang of vampires comes up. And how did you guys feel about these characters? Because they felt very people of color written by a white person for me. Well, it's interesting because like the head one is played by Noel G, who has played um literally hundreds of these characters. He's Hector from Fast and the Furious yeah. and Moreno from Training Day. And I was looking into it. So he is uh, the actor is like a reformed gang member mm. and like yeah, he does these roles all the time and like he also like just does motivational speaking basically you know getting kids like you know off the streets telling them not to be in gangs so that's really cool that is really oh. cool we reveal that Gunn and Fred are looking for this girl Marissa who's a vampire they find out that she's in a building on Figueroa but unfortunately they cannot leave peacefully and there is a big fight between Gunn and Fred and all of these vampires but it's uh, a fun fight yeah, the boss says uh, he wants his CDs back from Marissa. I'm like, are they worth 10 grand? <laughs> As we all know, CDs are very expensive. They're, I mean, when you're in Los Angeles, you know, city city of angels and also expensive CDs. So, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, so the, this fight I really liked. Fred uh, reveals that she has the little steak shooter on her wrist uh, that Angel's had in the past. Rules. Gun pulls an arrow out of a, vampire, a disintegrating vampire's chest and shoves it in another's chest like he's fucking Legolas. And I lost my mind. That ruled. <laughs> yeah, it's good shit. Why don't any yeah. of the Buffy the Vampire Slayer uh, guys have the little steak shooter? Was my question. They probably think it's uncool when it is cool, actually. I think it's uh, pretty cool, yeah. I'm just wondering why they're not trading their secrets. Or maybe, to your point, LaToya, they're just like, 
whatever dad. What, Xander try it and break his wrist? <laughs> yeah, I feel like if Xander had one of those on, it would go off on accident constantly and, like, you know, break everything in the magic box. Yeah, solid point. <laughs> <laughs> so our, our fight ends with uh, this vampire throwing Gun's axe at Fred, and we are to wonder, is all lost? No! Connor pops up, catches the thing, and throws it back at the guy and kills him. Um, this is, like, the first moment i think that there's an interesting kind of thread throughout this episode playing on angel's hallucinations this idea that like everything has kind of a hallucination vibe like things happening suddenly and it makes you wonder like oh okay was that real oh okay was that Mm -hmm. real and i feel like this is the first one of the episode proper where this feels so abrupt and shocking i wondered if it was real Mm -hmm. because it's like he shows up like they're playing champion music for him he's like wasn't that cool that was cool and i wrote my notes pete campbell ass yeah i was like how dare you (laughs) i don't know justine because i don't watch angel as detailed as i watch buffy i don't know if there are a lot of vamp beheadings in this universe but in buffy there are not and the first episode of this season of buffy she also beheads a vamp so i don't know what's going on but we're we're taking new styles in these episodes so maybe they felt they weren't utilizing that tool in their arsenal (laughs) it's really cool when we cut their heads off (laughs) like that's one of the things you can do to them let's do it to them (laughs) me the produce the uh the exec at warner brothers going why are we cutting off heads on these shows (laughs) a lot of stakes and hearts guys not seeing a lot of beheading so what's up that chomping on my cigar <laughs> hey you have a thing <laughs> i would like this um so our, our next scene is at the hyperion lobby and we're kind of like setting this new status quo with fred and gun and connor fred is calling connor honey gun oh is yeah like, they are mom and dad they are mom and dadding so hard and gun is being a little harder on connor and is like you have to think about like stuff other than yourself but even he admits that the axe thing was super cool <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, a lot of what Gunn is saying to Connor is things that he could have been saying to himself, honestly. Which is really interesting. And I like, I I really buy the uh, Fred and Connor, er, uh, sorry, the Fred and Connor and the Gunn and Connor dynamics. And I really like how they shift once they find out like what his real deal is and they kind of like flip. Um, I really, really enjoyed that and want to talk a little bit about it more when we get there. Uh, Our next scene's in the office and Fred is not sure they should talk to Connor about this new lead they're following up on. Um, Gunn brings up that they're nearly evicted at this point without Angel, Cordy, and Lauren helping out financially. Wow. And yeah, yikes. What happened to all that provider cash, baby? Also, who are they paying rent to? Who's evicting them? Who owns this place? What's happening? Didn't David set up a mortgage? <laughs> David. David set things up. And also Lila also set things up, too. So, so, fuck so over Lila's collecting rent. She just rolls up. <laughs> Lila's the landlord. Of course, she's evil as fuck. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> my evil landlord, Lila. Oh, God. Um, Fred even goes so far as to kind of like criticize Lorne and say he's lost the mission bro Fred. And this is at which point I would like to ask Fred is not allowed to say bro but am I <laughs> in a 90s surf vernacular kind of way <laughs> yes you can do that because that's your people thank you <laughs> and then I write in my notes I agree that neither Fred nor I should say dog <laughs> 
<laughs> because she's really trying it this episode. Uh, then Connor walks in and he's like, what are you guys talking about? Like, finding who? And Gunn and Fred are like, okay, we're after this girl, Marissa, um, who like fed around where Angel and Courtney were supposed to have met that night. And he's like, I want to go. Of course he does. Fucking pack your milk, child. <laughs> pack your milk. Also, he like definitely has been listening to them all summer pretty much to know, to keep tabs that they're looking for Angel and all that. And they keep doing it. They do it in this episode. They're like talking about him. They're four feet away. I'm like, you guys, this is, we know he can hear you no matter You guys learned it the hard way. <laughs> How, like, g- let it go through your brain. Change your behavior. <laughs> Um, we then cut to uh, Point Doom to like the you know the cliffs and the beach. Uh, Angel and Cordy have a scene where they meet like they were supposed to. Uh, Cordy says that Angel knows her better than anyone, which it's interesting to think about all of this being kind of like Angel's subconscious, like what he wants to hear. Um, and I think that's that that's interesting, and I do think that's kind of true. Like the two of them are mm-hmm. on that level together. Um, it's like it's like everything he wants to hear, and then I'm so hungry. Like every <laughs> every every dream has that circular. <laughs> Some orbit. might say he's freaking hungry. Some oh, might say he is freaking hungry. <laughs> um, they like Angel starts to kind of like come out of it and have flashes of like the actual awful experience of being at this place. Um, and he's like, ah, oh, but this isn't how it happened though. And Cordelia's like, shush, 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 just kiss me. Um, they make out. I'm happy. Uh, yeah, when will they uh, ever they keep, make out when it's not a dream? <laughs> exactly. They keep giving us these fake makeouts. I'll take them. But like, I want Cordy and Angel to kiss, you know? Please. Um, kiss, and please. Then, kiss, please. Yeah. Fake Cordy says she likes this version better than, you know, what happened. You know, I, agreed. Um, she says uh, she's in love with Angel and that uh, deep down, she said mm-hmm. thing. She, she thinks she might have always been for a long time. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I saw the way she eyed him when he showed up at the bronze in season one of Buffy. She's she's had it bad for That's a bit. That's true. They had some <laughs> chats. They had some and long also, like, chats. Even back in the day, he he genuinely found her funny and laughed at her jokes about Devin. <laughs> <laughs> Meant to be. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Buffy. I mean, I know that two of us are fine with this. Morgan is holding it together, pretending she's chill. Morgan's about to flip a table. I'm fine. I don't know what you guys are saying. I don't know. I just can't hear you. You don't hear that loud ringing in your ears as well. (laughs) Um, So then uh, they smooch. And then he starts moving on over to her neck. And he takes a little chomp. So hungry, and he Yikes. apologizes. But, you know he's freaking hungry, which is only polite. <laughs> <laughs> then he comes to underwater and is like, "Ah, no!" <laughs> One of several cuts to David Boreanaz underwater going, "Ah!" It really episode. affects me. Like, like it is a very upsetting plot line to me and the person I am. Like thinking about him in a box at the bottom of the ocean. It's yeah, very, I don't... very bad. I don't like this for him. It's no. really fucked up. I see why the Vampire Diaries stole it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, very effective. Yeah. <laughs> Copy from the best, baby. Um, we we then cut to a scene back in the office. Connor's like, I'm going to help with Marissa. He's my dad. And I'm like, you 
here's where he's a grimy little pimp. Yeah. I, I put lioness bitch, but yeah, also a grimy little pimp. <laughs> How dare he? Fred folds because she's she's sweet and she's soft, and he goes off to get his weapons. But Guns tells her, like, getting information is a finesse job. He's a, a blunt instrument. And, like, uh, Gun, he knows a thing or two about finesse, I'm just saying. Hell yes. <laughs> um, Fred is like, look, but, like, look at Connor. He feels really bad. He's hurting and wants to help find Angel. And I'm like, honey, you are projecting. He is not that good a liar. <laughs> especially later when he snaps a gun but like he's not my father or whatever like i'm nothing like him. it was like has he not been doing this for three months because that was like was this the first time he like snapped and broke like the facade i i, I don't believe that yeah and and like fred's making a lot of excuses for him and obviously like she had the she has experienced traumas in other dimensions mm-hmm. and returned to ours and like hasn't really been herself uh so i get that she's the one who would you know like be a little easier on him but um he's lying and he's not a good liar (laughs) i think you guys said this at the end of last season but i just don't i'm with you i believe that fred would would go with it because of her trauma but gun come on and i mean he is the more skeptical of the two which is helpful and and i um i do buy it um, but yeah, I'm I'm a little I I'm worried we're at a point where it's like for three months at this level and like like Latoya is saying like this can't be the first time he fucked up like that. I'm kind of like why are you believing this? And I guess it's the we believe what we want to believe kind of thing because um, I guess it's just too painful to think about the truth. Yeah. So Gunn's kind of like, okay, like, I get he wants to find his dad, but what if we're just giving him false hope by doing this? Like, shit's bad around here. Did you forget? Like, we've been looking for all this time, and we can't find anyone, including Holtz and his psycho girlfriend. (laughs) That's Justine. Did you remember? (laughs) Do you remember her? You guys remember Justine? She was in a couple of episodes. It's a little plant there. (laughs) Are you, like, salt baying? Um, yeah, I'm salt bay. Just a little Justine. <laughs> Just a little Justine. <laughs> um, Fred uh, brings up that maybe they could ask Wolfram and Hart or Wes. <laughs> and Gunn says... Fred, Wesley doesn't give a damn about us. Have we given him a reason to? He's made his choice. Now he has to live with it. What choice does he have to live with exactly? It doesn't look like a terrible choice to me. Does a look sweaty, so sweaty bad. choice? It's a sweaty choice. <laughs> very sweaty choice. Oh, I'm my sorry, God, you guys. I know we haven't even gotten there yet, but this woman licks his whole neck. The yes, whole she does. Thing. <laughs> Yeah, she does. Seventh Heaven was like, get the fuck out of here. (laughs) You may not. It had to be after Charm because as we know, Cole and Phoebe, they fucked. They were fucking. (laughs) The only appropriate lead in. (laughs) This is way hotter than they were season season three. This premiered right after the mermaid episode of Charmed. Uso means I turned my TV off and missed this. I was like, okay, no, thank you. I have watched Actually, the Mermaid episode of Charm. I was going to say, because uh, no, the, the Mermaid episode was like two parts. So that would have like premiered first. And then the next week is like the fairy tale episode. So that's that, what it premiered after. So again, I turned my TV off. Cole, of course, her, her Prince Charming. 
Uh, I successfully watched Charmed in secret without my parents finding out and turned my television off. Because <laughs> if they had seen one Cole Phoebe post-Codial scene, they would have banned the show. They would have thrown away our home's television. <laughs> they were always sweaty. If they had seen Julian McMahon's heaving, glistening chest, I would not be the person I am today. <laughs> As we're going to have said multiple times, we were watching the WB and we were seeing a man on screen. <laughs> a man. <laughs> but but back to the horniness at hand. They they talk about she's like, "Well, that didn't suck." I mean, and they speak about sucking. Um, I am unwell. Um, I see Wes's tongue. I am unwell. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's talk of next time and she's like what makes you think there's going to be a next time and he's like you can't resist me <laughs> then you take Lila. all the time you need Morgan you take deep breaths <laughs> take deep breaths we're all here for you we'll support so, you through this time I'm going to read to you an all cap section from my notes. I'm sorry. This is in my podcast universe. I call this an erotic novel. It sounds like you're <laughs> winding up to an erotic novel. So that may be. I write in all caps. Lila pulls his hair and licks his neck. I am simply going to pass away, folks. 29 <laughs> years, baby. It was a good enough run, right? <laughs> Uh-huh. How is one to live? I don't know. What do you think Justine's doing in the fucking closet? You think she's got her little beady eyeball pressed up against the crack of the door? <laughs> I wouldn't blame her. Because, yeah, I have some questions later about Justine and her situation. Also, I'm also, so I, I sorry. I can't text, believe by the I way. brought Justine into this already. I did retract. Take it away. Go pull Please. it out. going to keep good stuff going. You guys, where were you at? How are you feeling? How are you doing now? Latoya? Well, I don't want to spoil fuck watch. So. <laughs> uh, I felt uncomfortable in a really good way. That's how mm -hmm. I will summarize my feelings. I think that's fair. Um, <laughs> to bring us back to the plot, uh, Lila's like, I have to go back to work. And then she oh so casually brings up Angel. And Wes is actually in a place where he can joke about kidnapping Connor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like, I mean, that was uh, part of his uh, undercover work. So, More like <laughs> under the covers work. Am I right, gay? <laughs> Sex pionage. <laughs> uh, Resisting the urge to throw my microphone. <laughs> I sent you guys a nice text. I don't know if you got it. Oh, my God. Let me see. Is it a uh, picture of Cole Turner? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. It oh, is. my God. It's a oh. gif. It's a moving image. Yeah, this is one of this. This one's. Is this she wearing one's a like lot little arm with. ribbons? What's happening? Of course she is. <laughs> Alyssa Milano invented fashion on a <laughs> chart. They were having like a sparring session. Yeah, She's um sweatbands. For the listener at home, it's just Alyssa Milano's two hands starting on a neck and then working their way down a glistening chest, as promised. This is an iconic Cole Turner gif um, used by both LaToya and I at several points to convince Jill to watch Charmed. <laughs> We're not there yet, but maybe we will be one day. 
We're going to pivot to being a charmed rewatch podcast. <laughs> it would be a good pivot. <laughs> the only thing that could make us a worse podcast. <laughs> um, so Wes is like, I see that you're fishing, Lila. I don't know where he is, and I don't care. She's not even doing it well. Yeah. She's um, she's just, like, sex dumb. She Yeah, she's just... She, yeah. No thoughts, head empty. Um, she's like, puts on her clothes and, like, gives him one last smooch for the road. It's a... He's, like, pulling her hair. It's a whole thing. I don't... That second I gotta, kiss, it's... it's, it's so much there's a whole movie in that second kiss yeah a movie i would review five stars <laughs> letterbox that shit i'll letterbox that sh- the f- i'll put that on my top four bitch um so then she leaves we stay on west glistening in the half light thank you post-sex glow this is all from my notes then i write my next bullet point is jeans no top Okay, Christian Grey. Then my next bullet point is woman in a cage. Okay, Christian Grey. I wrote no caps, shades of fucking grey. Shades Um, of Justine, baby. (laughs) Have you guys seen the Fifty Shades of Grey films? Mm-mm. I have not. I feel like I don't need to. Because I've, I've told you quite a bit about them. The most important yes. thing to me being that Christian Grey, the character, has a pair of jeans that's just for wearing in his fuck room. Ooh. They are like lightly distressed denim. He like changes out of other jeans into these jeans when he goes <laughs> to the fuck room. And there is a moment in the movie where Dakota Johnson lovingly lays out his fuck room jeans on the bed like ah yes he'll be wanting to wear these and i I can't get over that that is (laughs) and that's what wes just did and that's what wes is is bringing vibe right now topless body in those jeans is a real thing it's a real situation for me it's Mm -hmm. a mood Mm -hmm. it's it's a good vibe. Yeah. <laughs> but keeping Justine in a cage is maybe not such a good vibe. So this is what I have written down in my notebook. Questions I have about Justine's situation. First, can she hear Wes and Lila bang? Or is that soundproofed? <laughs> I don't know what's better, what's worse. I mean, I guess she, you don't want her to hear that. I, I mean, if it wasn't soundproofed. I think he wants her to hear she, that. She, but like she all she has I know she's like gagged but she can still make noise uh-huh. so like she could if she could hear them fucking then she would be making a lot of noise because she, she would know somebody else was there but like Lila wouldn't help even if she knew I'm thinking of Lila True. opening that door like, like I'm thinking of Justine making a noise Lila being like you got a girl in your closet <laughs> hilarious oh my god my god way further along than we planned honestly if this was literally any other character that was not justine this would be so hot like i'd be like oh yeah and then what would happen and instead i'm like shut the door i'm like lila don't go anywhere near (laughs) don't look at her don't look at her lila yeah i was like this could not be less sexual before i rewatched the episode i was like am i gonna have to like recontextualize how I feel about Justine being in a cage? Am I like, going to feel bad about it and like be upset with Wes? And the answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Good. Correct. Um, so on that note, kind of my second uh, bullet point is Wes's closet looks roomy. What's the square footage on that apartment? <laughs> LA real estate, closet. baby. <laughs> and then my final question is, how do we feel about this? So Latoya, you're cool with it. <laughs> I feel Kristen, fine with how it. How do you feel? Fine. I'm I'm like, fine I feel it. like I should feel bad, but I'm like, no. She <laughs> I think because... Here's the thing. I think that the reason Wes, like, the real reason Wes didn't tell anyone is because he knew that Gunn and Fred wouldn't al- allow it. They would be very against it, no matter how much they wanted to get Angel. That's the thing. Yeah. I feel bad for Wes. I'm like, this is a low point for you, honey. Like, at, at first I was like, fucking Lila, you're in the prime of your life. Then <laughs> that happened and I was like, I don't know, buddy. Girl in a cage. It's not looking good for you. <laughs> it's not good. I mean, it's definitely not. It's not good to put a girl in a cage. Okay, I think we can all agree. <laughs> okay, Kristen's coming out with a very, very polarizing unless, stance. Unless a girl would like to be in a cage for other reasons, in which case, have fun. But like, it's not. That, of course, it's not good. It's just that, like, the, in this universe, mm-hmm. and also with Justine, like she has, she literally slit his throat and left him for dead. Plus we know in this episode that like he very, she's still fucking alive. You know what I mean? Like, I know I was supposed to deliver that with more empathy. Like she lives at the end because Wes mm-hmm. lets her live. But then I got <laughs> angry about it. <laughs> but you know, it's like, it's made very clear that like, it's not about harming her. It's about um, getting what he needs to get, which is angel from the bottom of the fucking ocean. And she's, and he he's not, getting her in trouble for the back talk <laughs> and it's also not he's like she's not like in the cage like she's just in the cage until they go to the boat again mm-hmm. i don't know yeah just yeah it's only only seems like she's like maybe they're on the boat like all the time yeah except for when he's fucking lila fucking you know lila. it's just an occasional <laughs> just an occasional little stop you know did you say occasional i said occasional <laughs> okay great yeah fucking two can play at this dad joke game <laughs> thank morgan <laughs> uh we then go to the boat. Uh, Wes is looking for Angel. Yay! I was so happy. I was like, he's looking for him all this time. I'm okay. There's then talk of a bucket that I don't care for. Yeah. <laughs> That's bad. I don't That's care bad. for one bit. Justine tries it. She grabs a wrench. Then there's more bucket talk. You guys, she grabs the wrench and even I... Hearing only through the studio microphones can hear the wrench jangle. <laughs> I mean, just try a little harder, Justine. Is all I, just don't jangle the wrench before you slam in the back of the head. Jangle the wrench. <laughs> she she knows not what she jangles. Uh, we then go to Marissa's place. Apparently, Connor bursts in and like Gun comments on it. Like, okay, guess we're not doing it like subtly or anything. Because, uh, you know, he's intentionally doing a bad job. Fred tries it again and says, word. Honey, no. Fred, do you think that gun <laughs> took Fred to a cookout and it's been all downhill from there? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's possible. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by Regal Cinemas. 
If you're anything like me, you deeply enjoy going to the movies. Going to the movies is probably among my top three all-time activities. I love seeing films on the big screen. I also love being around other people who are watching the same movie with me at the same time. And of course, I love eating giant buckets of popcorn. If you feel the same and you like going to the theater, Regal Unlimited is something that just makes sense. Regal Unlimited is the all-you-can-watch movie subscription pass. It pays for itself in two movie visits. You can see any standard 2D movie anytime, no blackout dates, no restrictions. When you want to watch a movie in 4DX or IMAX or RPX or ScreenX, there's so many ways to watch movies these days, your Regal Unlimited membership gets you into those premium experiences at a reduced cost. And with Regal Unlimited, you don't only save money on the tickets, you will also save on your snacks. And as previously mentioned, I love snacks. The only thing that can make me love a snack more is saving money on buying a snack. Members get 10% off of all non-alcoholic concession items with membership. Regal Unlimited, all you can watch movie subscription pass. It pays for itself in two visits. So if you're planning to see two movies this month, join Regal Unlimited and sign up now. You can sign up in the Regal app or on regmovies.com slash unlimited. Sign up for Regal Unlimited using code buffering and earn 10% off your three-month subscription. Please let us know about all of the movies you see and how the popcorn is. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. So Connor, like, uh, finds signs that, like, Marissa just left. Um, and, uh, like, she saw, like, they find her. She saw Angel. Uh, Connor has her, like, up against a wall with, like, a blade to her throat. They're asking her questions. And Connor lets her go the second she said she saw Angel. And she runs away and she Scooby-Doo's out the window. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, like, Gunn is like, I told you never to let your guard down. And it's like, this is what he wanted to do. (laughs) And then he flies out a window. He fucking zoops out the window after her. We then see Marissa climbing the walls like she is (laughs) Spider-Man. I was howling. Awesome. We go to the rooftop. Uh, Connor finds her there. Uh, She she unvamp faces and she's like, come on, handsome. Can't we work something out? Because she clearly saw him back when Angel went deep down. Yeah. Uh, and Connor just like kills her and he cuts himself so it looks like he was attacked and Fred and Gunn show up. Gunn's pissed uh, and Connor's like, all like Connor's... I had no choice. It's like you could have like restrained her. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's, he's but me just dumb kid. Me no no. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Connor, grimy little pimp. Um, he runs away like a little bitch. He and, jumps off the roof. Yeah, and Gun and Fred talk, and Fred's like, "Be patient. He's just a boy." And Gun's like, "Fuck that." Also, I'm so sorry to take us back to Justine real quick, please. But I, I wanted to talk about Wesley. <laughs> Calling her a slave. Yeah. She couldn't see the chains. To which I'm like, this reminds me of an X3 when Mystique says that Raven's her slave name. Oh, God. Yeah. Remember that? Remember Rebecca Romaine said, that's my slave name? I I blocked out so much of X3, but thank you for reminding me. Yeah, that felt like, I know they were attempting to do some kind of through line there about Justine's like, like, that's not the right word, I don't think. Is my take. Yeah, uh, agree. Justine singing, let my people go. Help, no. <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, the whole scene is just her, her trying to bring the snark and it just falling flat. Ooh. And uh, yeah. she just won't stop talking. It's like, you can not talk. Mm-hmm. That's way more, everything that happens in the scene on the boat is more upsetting to me than her being in a closet you know what i mean like it just it feels very gross on the boat yeah i didn't i didn't like it which i guess is like the point because like we're supposed to see that wes has gone to some lengths to find angel and that it has not been a pretty experience or situation she slit his throat how She's, am i supposed to feel bad for her i definitely I don't feel don't bad for her. feel bad for her i just feel like I, I feel icky about wes doing it um and and i feel like i also just think the like the slave runner throughout the like episode is just not who we've known justine to be justine was like a person who is manipulated into following like a zealot which is a different thing. Yeah. The show clearly does not know who or what Justine is, and that's been a huge problem. Yeah. They don't they don't get her deal. Yeah. Her deal has never been got by a single person, <laughs> which in some ways makes her incredibly unique. <laughs> never once been understood by anyone. Not even the writers of the show. Yeah, nope. That's real. That's Almost real. least of all. <laughs> Uh, now we're at uh, Connor spider Manning on a roof. Hell yeah. We go to another roof. Uh, and we have a Connor and Angel scene. Uh, Angel shows up and Connor's like, just get it over with. And this is kind of a moment where you're like, oh, okay. Is this Connor's like hallucination? Are we in his mm-hmm. perspective? Like, is he feeling guilty? Uh, and it turns out this is Angel's perspective lately. So he just wants his son to feel guilty about hurting him. Which, ouch. <laughs> Sorry, Angel. Not going to happen. He doesn't care. Um, a bunch of vampires attack them. I love Angel like laughing at them and being like, what's funny? And he's like, I'll tell you later. <laughs> Great. Classic Angel. Love that we we cannot have an Angel episode where he doesn't fight something. So obligatory fight scene here. Uh, Connor saves his life. Angel thanks him and then promptly snaps his neck. <laughs> and everyone cheers. <laughs> We got underwater. Angel's underwater and he's going, ah, again. (laughs) (laughs) Not a fun time for him. Not a good, not a good time. We don't know who looks like they're having fun. Lorne in Vegas. 
Viva Lauren Vegas, baby. Uh, (laughs) He finally calls Fred back. He has two minutes of free time. And he says his connections haven't heard anything about Angel and Cordy. Um, His outfit does rule, though. He's in a big blue fuzzy thing. I was very, very pleased. Um, And he says as he hangs up, make sure Fluffy's getting enough love. And I'm like, you fools. That's clearly a sign. That's a code. That's a cry for help. Um, but they ignore it. Is that trying to figure out who's Fluffy? Fred, Fred being like, was he referring to something fluffy on me? I'm like, how did you make that leap? I'm like, I don't think he would do that. I really don't think he would either. That's really inappropriate. That's not Lauren's bag. I do like being like, wait, he called me fluffy? Yes, that I love that shit. Please let Lauren always refer to Gunn as fluffy. That I love. That is sweet. But also, you guys are fools. Um... As they as the scene mo- moves on, Gunn says, "No leads, no clients. Pretty soon, no roof over my smooth, delicate head." I could make you a paper hat. <laughs> <sighs> it's gonna be okay. Angel and Cordy are out there somewhere, and no matter what the powers that screw you throw at us, we're gonna find him. You guys, they're so cute. <laughs> The they paper really hat is dad. my favorite gun and yeah. Fred moment in this episode. Paper hat got me. <laughs> Fred also calls the power that be the powers that screw you. <laughs> the yes, that screw you. It was so good. So, so, so dang cute. Um, they, I wish they would adopt me. <laughs> me I love them. Um, we cut to a significantly less cuddly environment. Oh, uh, the goddamn boys club. Fuck Gavin. Fuck Gavin and Linwood, honestly. Yes. So we're at Wolfram and Hart. Gavin's bragging about this breakthrough he's had with the psychics. Uh, According to what he's been able to figure out, Angel is safe and immobilized, but they don't have an exact location for him. Yeah. Linwood's so happy. Like, yeah, we found Angel. Or Gavin found Angel's like, well, they haven't pinpointed his exact location. (laughs) Like, so you haven't found Angel. (laughs) But like, he keeps like hyping Gavin up as though he did anything. Uh, fucking male mediocrity. Uh, Linwood's like, yeah, he's contained and out of play, which suits us just fine. Ugh. Um, and like, while Lila's like, yeah, it seems like that's not a lot of information at all. Linwood chooses to be real shady and is like, actually, the psychics told us a number of things. <sighs> you fucking gross. <laughs> this is gross. Gross. Lila's like, I mean. It doesn't matter. It's not a conflict. He doesn't know anything. And she also says she's not sleeping with him for, for information, even though she keeps asking. Like, she likes him. She likes him. Or at doesn't least like trying to defend like, her boyfriend from her boss. Doesn't Lane would say something like, oh, so you're just sleeping with him because of the like cut of his jaw? Yeah, she's like, I hope it's not the chiseled jaw. Chiseled and I was like, jaw. what if like, it were? What if it noticed? were? And also, did you write in your diary about that chiseled jaw? <laughs> as we read aloud recently um and he's like yeah well i'm worried about him taking advantage of you like if he doesn't know anything you know stuff um yikes there is a threatening mention of a staff meeting that is coming up yeah uh so this is where i noticed uh, so it's like staff meeting in an hour um this episode like the events of this episode happened like within two hours max basically yeah and 
I would say everyone basically just keep notes in your Shantu prophecies about the way, like, the timing of everything in the season, even more than, like, in season three, because mm-hmm. a lot of shit happens very quickly this season. Right. Um, we we go to the boat. We have found something. Um, and Justine has to go down. We go to the ocean. <laughs> I left so hard at Justine and her scuba gear. The fish welds and scubas. Look out. <laughs> She welds, she scubas, what can't she do? Um, most things. Fight a vampire. Pick up a wrench without jangling it. it. Yeah. Can you imagine being at the bottom of the ocean for a full summer and then the first living being you see is just... Oh, I'd be no. like, leave me. Go. At, le- at least with Vampire Diaries, the first woman... Like the first person that stepped off was the hottest woman alive, Katsia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, as it should be. Very, very opposite reactions. Uh, then on the boat, Justine uh, is roasting Wes and is like, you think everything's going to be normal now? And I'm like, shut up, you suck. Stop talking. <laughs> Why are you still talking? They, they like get Angel out of the box and he immediately chokes the fuck out of Wes. And she's like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> we cut to commercial. We cut back. Wes is very easily able to take Angel's hand off his throat because he's been working out. And, and they're uh, like Angel's holding too. hands as Angel passes out. <laughs> it's so soft. All of that stuff made me so soft. How gentle Wes was with him. I like wanted to die. Um, they go like inside on the boat into what I've written is the boat cabin. I don't know. Not a, not a big nautical, nautical gal. That might um, be it. I think that could be it. Yeah, right? Uh, You're not a scuba girl like uh, Justine? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so in in the boat cabin, uh, Wes gives Angel some animal blood. He says that starvation can cause like brain damage for vampires, which is very worrisome. And Justine is like, hey, just so you fucking remember, he hates you. All of your friends hate you. I suck. <laughs> <laughs> and Wes is like, thanks. <laughs> then uh, back in the Hyperion lobby, Connor shows up. He fucking pulls some teen boy shit. They're like, where have you been? And he's like, out. Out. <laughs> Shut up. Drink your milk. Yeah. <laughs> but like the way he turned his BS on, he's like, oh, oh, shucks. Like, come on, guys. This is the worst. Gun's like, we were worried. And Connor kind of, like, softens and is like, okay, sorry. But then Gunn, like, continuing along with the nicer vibe is like, you're just like your dad. You got that big old thick skull. And uh, Connor doesn't care for that. I'm not like him. <gasps> he's like, like, I care what you think. Like, this had to have happened multiple times, right? Yes. This is so, like, gross. This is so mean and disrespectful. Like, he I feel sneers really at him bad. Like, he's Lauren to the point where I'm just like, is Connor just racist? He only know, like, a white person and, like, demons in Kortoff. So, like, is he just very racist? That's what I thought in this scene immediately. I was, like, remembering how he was with Lauren. And I was like, yeah. and then I remembered Holt, who, I mean, undoubtedly racist. So, yeah. I think, I think that we can just say, yeah. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ugh, poor fucking gun having to live with this little grimy pimp. Um, <laughs> he just sucks. Fred smooths everything over and like Connor goes to his room, but it, it, it the vibes are not good. Uh, gun and Fred are left behind and gun says this thing. It's like he wants me to fly off the handle. Like 
which is really gross to think about that like Connor is looking to be chased away too so he can have like a good excuse for leaving once he thinks they've like given up he wants to have this antagonistic relationship with guns so that he can like use it to blow things up and leave um ew it doesn't get any gross it doesn't get any more gross than the next scene oh wait there's a bologna sandwich and another glass of milk <laughs> i actually but don't we're know we're not there that's yet the next scene we're not there to more notes. milk yet <laughs> so it's gonna be there um so fred's like of course he's testing you you're the alpha and they kiss and there's a phone call oh well, and- yeah uh well, we can't, we can't class over what they say because she's like, don't let it get to your head. And it's like, that's that direction it's flowing. To which I wrote in my notes, the old SE double hockey sticks. <laughs> I was uh, like, I have to go. I was like, this is too much, man. Oh, oh, oh about can, I call, can I call for the gun jingle on this line? Absolutely. <laughs> Hit it. Hit it, bitch. Thank you. I'm not allowed <laughs> to say bitch. Gun also calls himself the big dog. He does. Check that tux, check that bod. Sign me up for the gun squad. Did someone say golden god? I'm all in on the gun squad. Gameball playing, gameball king. Sign me up for the gun squad. Even when he's curmudgeon in. I'm all in on the gun squad. Bang, bang. Gonna shoot a shot. Bang bang. Cracking skulls up and down the block. Bang bang. Gotta smile to make the panties drop. Bang bang. Gun squad. Gun squad. Back on the boat, Angel like is hallucinating Lorne, uh, who's kind of like talking to him, and Angel says, "Why is it like this?" Oh, that's the age old, Bubby. I'll fire you off a postcard if I noodle an answer. Life should be beautiful and bright. But no matter how hard I try, everything I touch turns to ashes. Well, there goes that encouraging hug I was planning. Snap too, buckaroo. The only one turned into ashes is that patricidal pup of yours. Hell, I'd take him out myself if I wasn't just a crappy hallucination. Yikes! (laughs) Um... And Angel is just kind of like, they are going like, I gotta stop him. And he's all out of it. Justine is cuffed down there watching him and being a little asshole. Yeah, because um, he's like, he's a- actually saying out this whole conversation with Lorne. So Justine's just hearing his part. And what Lusa Lorne says, re um, Justine, is uh, he instructs Angel to bitch slap the sourpuss. <laughs> Dang! <laughs> what is he, us? I was like, Angel subconscious has no patience for Justine. Jeez. It's like, even though, the, even though these are all Angel subconscious, the the Lorne part, it's like, I just believe it's actually Lorne. You know, yeah. he just like fucking popped over for an appearance in this dream. Uh, I buy it. But can Angel afford his fee? Um, <laughs> so he kind of like starts going to sleep. Uh, Angel uh, looks at Wes, but he sees Connor and says to him, I should have killed you. Yeah. So, but obviously, Wes and Justine are like, oh, he means Wes. No, he's talking about uh, Mop Top. Nope. 
talking about flaily McGee over there. And like Wes isn't even <laughs> upset, really, which is the, even more upsetting. Yeah. yeah, he the the <laughs> toy doing some Connor fighting. <laughs> Regret this being a visual medium. Um, uh, but yeah, it it sucks. Like Wes is pretty unfazed by hearing Angel say that. Like he's pretty much like hardened his heart to these people. Yeah. Like you know he still cares. Like later they're like you don't care at all, do you? And I'm like he fucking found Angel. He had to yeah. hang out with Justine a bunch. <laughs> He cares. he cares the most. Yeah. Um, and so Wes ends up giving Angel his blood because he says animal blood won't do. And Justine's blood's too thin. I guess he's not feeding her right. Yeah, I think she's probably malnourished. I just thought that he was like trying to dig on the fact that she's like doesn't stand up for her beliefs. And I was like, how about she's you a just... little bitch? <laughs> yeah, you're a little bit. Your blood is just too much of a little bitch. Is he bitch blood? <laughs> Watching this with Michael Chasen, he said he should have said to Justine, "No, I said he doesn't need animal blood." <laughs> and I was in hysterics. <laughs> How did Michael Jason like this episode? <laughs> he, like, the Justine stuff, he was like, you're fucking kidding. Like, every Justine <laughs> scene, he was like, absolutely not. He loves Wes so much. Um, loves Wes and Lila. Uh, and, yeah, I think those were the big takeaways for this app. He liked it. He, yeah. he he couldn't believe there was more Justine. <laughs> he was like, you're kidding <laughs> So we, we then go to the Wolfram and Hart conference room and we open on Lila standing at the head of the table, uh, delicately touching the chair. Wish I was that chair. Um, everyone comes in. Lila goes and takes her seat in the middle of the table. And Linwood opens the staff meeting agenda with let's talk about Lila. And not in the way we want to talk about Lila. This is my worst nightmare for to be at a meeting that seems unrelated and for everyone to be like, so let's talk about how Morgan sucks. <laughs> um, that would be my Wolfram and Hart employee character. That's every episode of The Empire Diaries. <laughs> that is a lot of them, yes. <laughs> um, Linwood's like, uh, they imply to her that like maybe you should go to like a less important office in like a third world dimension. Yeah. Gavin's bitch ass chimes in because he thinks he's on top of the world right now. <laughs> I'm like, you are not in charge, bitch. Oh, all the farther to fall. All the farther to fall. So good. Mm-hmm. Um, Lila basically tells Linwood he's a little bitch. Uh, like, she's like, I guess I'm not a fucking scaredy cat like you. Uh, and she's like, and you know who agrees with me? The following senior partner. <laughs> ah! uh, Linwood talks a lot about how... Um, this is his corner of the sky and I'm like the show is written by nerds because for those of you who don't know that is a reference to Pippin gotta uh, find John- my corner of the, the sky. sky every musical theater boy I have heard try to hit that note <laughs> yeah I not was in easy. Pippin not to brag but ooh, who were yeah. you uh, I was no one except I was in the sex scene uh, and I was in high school so it was you know rated PG-13 sex scene I'll find my Pippin photos you know what's funny actually Please. I think that there's a Pippin reference in Buffy too because I remember being like how are there Pippin references in both places so it's the universe <laughs> asking for you to see me in my Pippin costume I'll find I it I need it mm-hmm. thank you you're welcome uh, Linwood's like I can't believe you went over my head 
Oh, buddy. You shouldn't have, shouldn't have served her up a softball like that. <laughs> Lila beheads a man via Palm Pilot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she presses a little button on her Palm Pilot. My dad gave me his old Palm Pilot, and I put my contacts in it when I was 10. Well, now you know what you could have done. <laughs> I wish I'd been chopping heads off of that thing. That would have been way cooler. Is the um, knife well, he- in the chair? How does it? It pops up out of the chair, and it just slices them. It just, like, pops up, and it's like a little scythe, and it just, this, see, again, the, the visual is not helping here. But, yeah, it just, like, <laughs> chops him. It's good. wild. <laughs> and I write in my notes, no caps, Lila wins, LOL, fuck you, Gavin. She's your boss now, bitch. Remove Linwood's head. <laughs> Bye. It's uh, basically like, what Lila says to Gavin, too. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I went just under it, actually. And I'm like, hot, hot. Uh, Lila's like, oh, by the way, I'm the fucking boss now. Gavin, get that head, won't you? See ya, everybody. <laughs> Hell yes. Hell yes. Yeah, that's um, hot shit. She goes back to her office to play some fucking computer golf. You know she does. She's fucking yeah. stoked. <laughs> Celebratory <this> round. <laughs> so at like this point in the episode, like only an hour had passed <laughs> in time. Wow. Um, we cut from this very evil uh, place to another Connor's bedroom where he's being served bologna sandwiches and milk. <laughs> He's playing Game Boy. Did they get him a new Game Boy or is that Gun's Game Boy? <gasps> I, I, I also thought the same thing. And I'm like, if Gun had to give up his Game Boy for this little shit, <gasps> I will lose my mind. Oh, my God. I didn't even see that. Now I'm fucking furious. How dare. Because, you know, dare. Like, they don't have money. He, that's what happened. They're going to get evicted. <laughs> Make me mad. <laughs> um, Fuck you, Connor. <laughs> Fuck him. Um, Fred, uh, you know, is being very sweet and maternal. And she says, I can't imagine what you've been through, Connor. Being taken away by Holtz, raised in that place. It must have been horrible. I know you're still hurting, but I promise it's not nearly as much as you're going to hurt for what you did to your father. Yes. Tase, tase, tase. Zap, she zap, zap, zap. Tases this bitch. This is another moment of the kind of like hallucination quality of this moment where it's like, is this something like, is this a dream of Connor's? Like, is this again, like more guilt for him? And it's like, nope, this is just the real world. Strange shit happens. And he feels nothing besides the taser coming to his chest. Boom. Full of bologna and milk. Tase, bitch. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Fried bologna now. Fried bologna. <laughs> <laughs> and warm milk. <laughs> Everyone has turned off this podcast. I know, this is disgusting. I'm sorry. Mm. Feel free to bleep everything I've said about bologna. <laughs> um, we go to the office. Connor comes to tied to a chair. And Wes, like, they, it's revealed Wes called. Like, they, he found Angel. Gun and Fred are horrified and pissed off they even think he hurt cordelia too um which is like yeah fucking makes sense that would be the assumption um yeah she just tases him again too because like how does she know to trust this bitch i write in my notes she's not well yeah she's like a fucking wreck over this she's been like trying to be strong for these three months but not anymore 
Yeah, and the idea that like gun between the two of them has like the cooler head and it's like now that there's nothing he can't put his finger on because you could like the way he was talking about what was going on with Connor, he was really like wrestling with it. He was like he's not just a normal kid. Something's off. It's like he is fighting us. Like what's going on here? Like now that he has answers, gun is okay like he's he's able to like keep a cooler head and rein fred in which i really like that now she's like faced with the reality of who connor is and the decisions that he's made she like can't fucking deal Mm -hmm. which she uh, put so much trust in this kid and it was was such a betrayal honestly yeah he made her feel like a fool and that's not a good way to feel and um, also just, like, so, vul- like, you know, how vulnerable she had to make herself to connect with him, you know? And ugh, yeah. she does, Amy Acker does, I think, an incredible job in that scene because I was really upset watching it. Yeah, beautiful work as always. Um, we go to the docks. Wes loads Angel very gently into the car. Uh, I am, my heart is breaking. Uh, Justine is like cuffed to a dumpster or something and Wes like <laughs> throws her keys. And uh, she's like, she's like, you can choose if you want to like be a slave or not. And I'm like, that's not how that works. <laughs> and she's just, you know, just yelling shit. He'll turn on you. What's nah, on you and all your friends? Shut up. Like, Holt's turned on you. Yes, the only person here who's been turned on <laughs> is you. Yeah. Daniel <laughs> never told his son about you. Ever. And there were, there was a lot of time for him to say something. Like, he wasn't even like, you're that Justine lady. No. Like, Not she had to just- tell her, like, tell Connor that she knew his dad embarrassing i am doing air quotes people obviously you again you can't see anything we're doing i can hear you can i can hear, hear the air voice, quotes though. in that delivery. okay just making <laughs> sure yeah. Yeah. again <laughs> this is not a visual medium and yet we play it as though it is this <laughs> is for us uh so then uh back in the office of the hyperion connor's like egging fred on to hurt him more which is very gross um and like she wants to <laughs> Connor's like, Angel got what he deserved. And Fred's like, cool, how soon until we deserved it? You know, she's like really, really hurt by And that this. actually and, shuts him up. Yeah. Because the thing is, I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you think he would have killed them? Well, with a gun, because now I'm like, he's racist. Yeah. Maybe. Like, it's, it's interesting because I like, I felt a lot of just like a weird Oedipal thing where like, he was always sweet to Fred. It was specifically gun. He like, came, like was butting heads with. Mm-hmm. You're like, right. Get out, get out of the way, Daddy. That's just me I, and Mom. That's how I feel mm-hmm. too. I think he would have. I think something would have happened with Gun. I mean, I don't know that he would have fucking actually been able to do it, but I don't think yeah. he would have. But ever gone he might have Fred. not helped Gun in a time of need. I could see that happening. Uh, yeah, yeah, totally, totally. I think he could have like if if there'd been a convenient moment. Mm-hmm. I I think that that's totally possible, and that's really fucking freaky. And I'm sure that like. For Fred, a- another part of the humiliation is, like, the excuses she made for this kid on Gunn's behalf. Mm-hmm. Because, like, can you imagine, like, the idea of, like, sticking up for someone you think is vulnerable, like, to your partner who is actively taking hits from this kid and to be like, no, 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 he's just a kid. And to find out that instead he's, like, a duplicitous little shit. Uh, ooh, whew, she just must be... Going through the fucking ringer. And Gunn just didn't deserve any of that. And 
yeah, it's it makes me mad. Agreed. So um, Wes brings Angel in and is like, cool, bye. <laughs> They're like, what the fuck? No, no, no. Why didn't you tell us about Connor? And he's like, yeah, I thought it was safer for you. Like, you know, he wouldn't kill humans. And Fred is, this is where Fred's like, you really don't care, do you? And it's like I said, like, Wes didn't tell them because they would have been so against what he did to to find Angel. They would have... Yeah, they were looking for Justine, but, like, what would they have done to actually have gotten her to, like, fess up? Yeah. Ask nicely. Yeah. (laughs) Giving her a bologna sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) And milk. Plus, I mean, I kind of believe the reason... I mean, I, I feel like it makes sense to also wonder if they knew that Connor had done this, how the fuck would they have dealt with Connor? Like, it was a good cover to have them, as long as they were in an actual danger, just believe that this kid was at least moderately innocent because if they knew yeah. what he did then what mm-hmm. because unlike uh, in legacies the hyperion doesn't have like a personal jail to put uh <laughs> this kid in oh, oh yes in the show legacies uh the vampire diaries and original spinoff um they have a a, a personal jail at the school a school for the kids. jail <laughs> oh great great love a school technically it is a bunker for the werewolves to transform in but it is more frequently used as the school jail cool <laughs> but i will say um the scene is where a uh, fandom wiki proves it doesn't understand nuanced storytelling because they put something this is like is like in the, the goofs and bloopers and like continuity issues where it's like Early in the episode, Fred suggests asking Wesley for help. And when Gunn shoots that down, saying Wesley doesn't care about them anymore, Fred asks if they've uh, given him any reason to. Later, when Wesley explains the reason he didn't tell them about Connor, that they didn't need to know, Fred seems genuinely surprised and bothered that he doesn't care about them anymore. It's like, she clearly still had faith in him until, like, he showed up. What you see there is a realization. (laughs) Yeah, no, this is a continuity issue. Plot hole. (laughs) Dave Cinnamon. Someone's opinion changed. (laughs) That never happens. There was uh, character development, uh, and that's actually, uh, that's wrong. That's a goof. Uh, I can't believe they missed this in, like, the script. Goofs and flubs. (laughs) But also, yes, so in the scene, uh, Fred says that uh, it's a plot hole for some reason. Then Wes is leaving and he's like, Angel will need more blood. I'm fresh out, which is actually how she has the realization he does care because he literally gave his blood. He could have died to Angel to save him. And she feels bad about that. But that's a plot hole also. Yeah, I I appreciate this little dig from him, which is like petty, but also like, I don't know. They have a complicated freaking relationship. (laughs) So in the office, uh, Connor, like, beats the shit out of a gun and then tases Fred. In the neck. Didn't care for that one fucking bit. Uh, And then he tries to leave out the door. But who's there? Daddy. One angel, the vampire. (laughs) Daddy's home. (laughs) And he's like, sit down. And I was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) And. Connor's like, you're too weak to take me. You really think that? And then he sits his bitch ass down. <laughs> yeah. Little bitch. Uh, so Angel's like, um, so how was your summer? <laughs> Mine was weird. <laughs> Classic. Um, Angel tells Connor, like, uh, he's like, by the way, you should probably know that Justine killed Holtz to make you hate me. And, and Connor's like, who? 
Yeah, who I can't, yeah, who have no idea who that is. And Connor's like, cool, even if that's true, you still deserved it. Yikes. Um, I so appreciate classic Angel um, that his response to that is, what I deserve is open to debate. Like, he's still like, obviously I deserve to die. I'm me. But like... <laughs> Honey. That's not up to you. <laughs> but you don't get to do it. It's the core of my whole character. <laughs> but I don't agree that I should be around either. <laughs> Have you met me? <laughs> He's back. <laughs> and he says, but the point of this is, what do you deserve? Yikes. Uh, Connor tries to, like, go for it. And Angel shoves the fuck out of him into a wall and says, Daddy's not finished talking. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Referring to oneself as Daddy. <laughs> a powerful move. Although that- it is offensive, he called himself Daddy and Cordy was not around to react. Hi. Because. Rude. <laughs> a long way from, hey, I'm Mr. Dad. <laughs> And uh, Angel's like, here's what actually fucking matters. And, like, the all of it rests on the following. Did you do something to Cordelia? <laughs> Connor says he didn't. Gunn and Fred, unsurprisingly, do not believe him. Because uh, they're like, he's a lion-ass bitch. <laughs> uh, but Angel does. Says uh, Angel can tell his voice. There's a nasal thing with his, his voice. And we're like, ha he's a little emo bitch. <laughs> fucking love it um and angel's kind of final statement on the thing is what you did to me was unbelievable connor then i got stuck in a hell dimension by my girlfriend one time for a hundred years so a few months under the ocean actually gave me perspective kind of a mc escher perspective but i didn't get time to think about us about the world. Nothing in the world is the way it ought to be. It's harsh and cruel, but that's why there's us. Champions. Doesn't matter where we come from, what we've done or suffered, or even if we make a difference. We live as though the world were as it should be, to show it what it can be. Yeah, it's, it's a good, yeah, the nothing in the world is the way it ought to be. It's a, it's a reiteration of the mission statement. It's the, you know, if nothing we do matters, the ma- what, all that matters is what we do. Mm-hmm. And everything Cutter does is a little bitch move. Absolutely. It's not, he's not actively helping the world. Not he's not all. a champion. He's the destroyer. He's caught up in, like, if you, if you consider the scale of everything that Angel fights for, something very petty. And very small and very personal. And Angel does say, he's like, I hope that you can be a part of that someday. But you're not right now. Um, And that's true. And he says, so I love you, son. Get out of my house. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's like a yay, but also, God. It's it's very, yeah, it's it's very sad. But like, there's so, at this juncture, there is uh, no other... Thing, like, what can you do with this kid? No, that's I mean, what has can, to be done, right? You can lock him up. Like, that's the, honestly the only thing 
their only recourse. And obviously Angel doesn't want to do that. I'm like, you could keep him as like a prisoner and make sure he doesn't hurt anybody and try to like salvage your relationship there. But that would not, that's not a viable option. Connor would never be okay, would never like learn to be okay with this form of captivity and learn to talk to his dad. He just has to go out there in the world and see it as it is and understand where his dad fits into it. Which is not a guarantee that they'll ever have a relationship. Other than that he's in the opening titles. <laughs> <laughs> do you think that do you think that he's been climbing on buses all summer? Like do you think he just left and climbed on top of another bus? Do you think he just does that all the time? I think they had to have a talk to him about like not climbing on buses. <laughs> no more on top of buses. It's like I it's like in um in the Tony Hawk, like, pro skater game where you could, like, grab onto the back of a car and, like, sketch. But that this is how Connor does it. <laughs> no more being on top of buses, buddy. <laughs> so Connor leaves. Uh, and second he does, Angel, like, collapses into a chair. And he says, like, we have to find Cordy. He needs Cordy. He says, I need Cordy. We all do. Right? Well, you know what? I think I know where Cordy is. She's, Where she's, some, she's somewhere in the space-time continuum. <laughs> she's so bored. <laughs> somewhere prismatic and glittery. <laughs> God, she's I am Lisa so bored. Lisa Frank coloring book. <laughs> yeah. So I guess being a higher being is not super interesting. Damn you, Skip. <laughs> Maybe for people who didn't grow up in Sunnydale and then spend their um, adult years fighting crime, be like you know what I mean. Maybe, but she's maybe the, the more boring higher beings. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she's <laughs> she needs a little more. Yeah. Oh, and that's, that's our it. okay. Fuck watch. Sweaty Lila and West Threesome. Yes, I'm doing it again. Yes, I'm blowing it all in the first episode. Wait, so how does this work? Does it reset? It resets. Yes. Wow. The top of the, the power. Kristen, Saja. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wow, resets perfect. <laughs> mm, who are you picking, Morgan? Um, I... I thought a lot about this, and obviously there are candidates. Uh, but I'm gonna play it's it so safe. Annoying. I'm gonna play it safe as all heck, and I'm gonna say Marissa. I would have made a mm. deal with her on that rooftop. <laughs> I I would have gotten my information, and I it think we me, both would have had a nice time. <laughs> it took me a second to be like, who the fuck's Marissa? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Misha Barton from the OC is what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, good choice, Cooper Scooper. Cooper Scooper. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go Lila. Uh, I'm. I don't. I don't have to save my picks. And since I mean, I'm not gonna interfere on um, Latoya's threesome. So I'll just take Lila. I'll take Lila right after she leaves the boardroom and has decapitated Linwood. That's when I would like to have sex with Lila. That's a great choice. Thank you so much. <laughs> Um, now that we have, uh, you know, now that we've done our fuck watch, uh, I was wondering if 
we might, you know, see one angel, the vampire, who's kind of seems like he's having a bit of a sick day, lounging around, you know, <laughs> drinking warm blood and like being wrapped up in a blanket. Would he maybe like watch something while he recovered? Possibly. Hmm. Should uh, a certain bitch hit it? (laughs) I would love it if the bitch hit it. Angel is a vampire. Does he even like TV? I think he'll like the WB. (laughs) They got that hot teen drama to ease the pain and trauma. And here's the episode that he needs to see. So, another season, mm-hmm. another round of television shows from the WB mm-hmm. that one Mr. Angel should be watching. And, you know, I was thinking, I was racking my brain, obviously, as I, as I do. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, I guess I have to apologize. This is the one time I will do this, I, I, at least I, I'm going to promise for now. I'm just going to say... Season 5, episode 1 of The Vampire Diaries. I know what you did last summer, as the Stefan plot is exactly the angel plot in this episode. Only he, like, drowns and dies a bunch of times during his hallucinations. Yes, it's the CW, so I'm cheating, but, like, it had to be done. Like, had it's the same to plot. Be done. Yes, yes. And as I can tell you, having recently watched it and listened to a podcast about it, that episode's a banger. <laughs> He's going to have a great is. time. <laughs> he's going to love it. He's going to feel so bad for Bonnie. Oh, he's going to cry. He's going to cry by himself watching the Bonnie scenes. <laughs> uh, Kristen, you got to watch more Vampire Diaries. I'm going to snuggle TV. up next to Angel while he watches it. <laughs> I mean, Kristen, you'll meet a little character named Silas. Oh. Don't look him up. Just know. A character He's very hot. Si- okay. All right. <laughs> he's very hot. Okay. I'm ready. <laughs> Well, I guess that's that's us. That's WB. That's that's Fuckwash. That's the app. Um, should we move on to plug and stuff? Wait, sure. can I can I ask you how you're both feeling at the start of this season? Because I know Latoya, you know everything that happens, but Morgan, I think you're like me, yeah. ha- having no idea that Justine is in the closet until we scream, <laughs> right? Like you just yeah. I I remember a few broad strokes from this season, and um. Obviously, I know there's some things to come, uh, some positive, some not. Um, but I, I would say I still really – I know about as much about the shape of this dang thing as I did of three, which, as you heard, dear listeners, was not very much. Um, so I'm really excited. I don't know. Like, Latoya's the season bangs, so I believe the season bangs. And I'm really excited. What about you guys? I mean, honestly, I just like double check to see what the episode two is, and I'm also like very excited for that uh, too. Uh, so, Hell yeah. uh, Latoya, is your what's your angel? I mean, not that you have to give me the whole ranking, but is season four above season three in your watch? Or do no, I-, I don't know if I would say that. I usually kind of because maybe tie three and two, but three probably is a little higher than then it goes four. Yeah, gotcha. And then it depends on how I'm feeling with one and five, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> And again, I don't trust anyone who says season five is the best season of the show. I'm not saying it's a bad season, but it just means that um, I have some questions about how you see the show, Angel. Mm-hmm. 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 
Well, thanks for letting me um, have all four corners. I promise I will only be taking one uh, <laughs> moving forward. But it's been lovely to chat with you both. It was so nice to have. Welcome you. to season four, yeah. baby. <laughs> <laughs> when will uh, Jenny have a jar that consumes the whole episode? That's the thing we have to find out. As she, as she asked to be on the show, I'm like, yeah, you could just like come on in the middle of a Zoom. It would have been fine. <laughs> Are there any? Yeah. If, if any of the listeners have particular things they'd like to hear Jenny speak on, uh, mm-hmm. you should you should let Morgan and Latoya know uh, so that they can force Jenny into her jar, uh, get her to, get her to talk a little bit in in this space. Absolutely. Is she, or is she too scared because of our feud, <laughs> our very real, very intense Are you about to behead feud. Jenny with your Palm Pilot? <laughs> Who knows? If you see me flip open my Palm Pilot, maybe get worried and take out my little stylus so that I can tap, tap, tap away on it. <laughs> So that's going to happen whenever Jenny shows up. (laughs) Great. But in the meantime, uh, you can follow this show at Angel on Top Cast on Twitter and Instagram. You can send us a little email at angelontoppodcast at gmail.com. And you can go to angelontop.com to find our Patreon where you can support us. Uh, We have a lot of fun stuff on there, including a brand spanking new Discord, uh, which I'm going to be obnoxious in. So yeah, she is. Uh, stay tuned for that. <laughs> um, I do have one final question, actually, for Please. Kristen. So, Buffy season seven premiere or Angel season four premiere? Ooh, uh, I have to go Buffy season seven premiere over uh, Angel season four. The nostalgia is just too, it's too much yeah. for me to to not give it to Buffy because we're back. And also after Sunnyvale. we tricked you at the end of season three. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I can't keep siding with Angel. Uh, <laughs> but both but both very good premieres. Um, I also just want to let everyone know who's uh, excited about the Discord that my plan, because normally I just kind of fuck around over here. Uh, I'm not on screen or on camera for most of the episodes. So I think that when LaToya and Morgan are taping their episodes, I'm going to pop into the discord uh tell you what they're tell you what they're talking about <laughs> tell you all the stupid things they're saying ask if you have any input so that's fun so you should come and join to hang out with me <laughs> you do want access to that i can guarantee you <laughs> i'll i'll, I'll make you the make the suddenly seeking sajan <laughs> memes it'll be perfect um mm-hmm. and uh should you want to uh you can find me on social media at lorgan mudich you can find uh latoya and i talking about a different set of vampires over on the empire diaries uh latoya where can the people find you and more importantly should they no wonderful <laughs> kristen <laughs> add anything you want to plug over here in this space now that we're in our brand new feed yeah, well, I mean, that's a good thing to, that I can that I can talk about. Uh, this episode you're hearing in the buffering feed and in the brand spanking new Angel on Top feed. So I'm just going to plug Angel on Top. Uh, <laughs> keep listening to Morgan and Latoya. Get out of here. If you're in the buffering <laughs> feed, I don't know what you're doing. Get out of here. Go to the Angel on Top <laughs> on, feed. Get. <laughs> you heard her yourself. <laughs> um. I don't know. I guess I guess that does it for us here at Angel on Top. Didn't you have a um I feel like the, the end of last season you like had Did a tagline. Yeah, and I forget what it was. Um, um uh and you're now uh checking out 
of the Hyperion. (laughs) (laughs) And in to your normal life. Once upon a time, there was a girl who dreamed of flying through the stars, who dared to resist injustice, who lived to a beat and a rhythm that was all her own. Her name was Chloe, Frida, Oprah, Celia Cruz, Josephine, Greta, Ruth, Alice. One day, she wondered, could today be the beginning of something new? This was her one opportunity to do something, something big. So that's exactly what she did. Along the way, she discovered that she wasn't alone. Her body felt strong, her mind sharp. She was prepared to work as hard as it took. Her words were making a real change, and she felt powerful. I'm Gail King. I'm Andrea Day. I'm Diane Gibbons. I'm Lindsay Vaughn. I'm Jamila Jamal. I'm Anita Hill. I'm Brenda Chapman. I'm Alana Glazer. And this is Goodnight Stories for Rebel Girls. Listen wherever you get your podcasts or find out more at rebelgirls.com slash audio.